Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Lift Effect podcast. I am your host, Matt McNeil, founder, clinical director, and director of human performance at Lift Effect, where we assist professional pilots with maintaining better mental health and optimizing their mental skills. The goal of this podcast is simple to help pilots and other high liability professionals and disciplines come out of the shadows to discover how we can live better lives personally and professionally. Join us each episode as we discuss various topics ranging from mental health, mental skills and performance, to business, entrepreneurship, and a few other surprises along the way. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the inaugural uh, podcast of the Lift Effect podcast. My name is Carl Keller, and you can think of me as the MC, similar to Ed McMahon, and my version of... <laughs> Just you know, as good looking. Yeah, oh yeah, well, we're, we won't go there. But um, <laughs> you know, the only difference is I won't be coming by anybody's house with the publisher sweepstakes, you know, winning lottery ticket. But... Um, uh, we are really excited to bring this to you. Um, we're going to be delving into a lot of different subjects, but mostly related to helping those that uh, are in a what I would call a high-stress uh, pressure environment where lives are potentially at stake. So we want to help those, and this is a way for us to reach out to other people. The host, which is Matt McNeil, he will be talking on a regular basis about issues that are relevant to those people. And we'll get into more of what who those people are. But for the moment, I would like to introduce Matt McNeil. He is the founder of Lift Effect. So what I thought we would do, uh, Carl, if it's okay with you, is maybe just start off a little bit about who I am and what we're going to do on this podcast. So um I am the founder, clinical director, and director of human performance at Lift Effect. I'm an ATP uh, type rated pilot with flight and ground instructor ratings, and I'm a former airline pilot and instructor pilot with a background in commercial Part 121 airline flying. I'm also a licensed clinical mental health provider and psychotherapist. And so, very simply, what I'm interested in uh, is in how human minds work pretty simply how our minds affect our lives in and out of our profession so in our profession as pilots that human performance uh perspective and and then outside of our lives as well in every aspect of our life and part of it is being a psychotherapist and and, and part of it is a mental skills coach but but also as someone that has found himself um in cul-de-sacs <laughs> if you will, at different times in his own life, which I'll share with you um, throughout our interactions together. And I've also found ways um, forward by using a set of direct processes. And so the intention of this podcast, and when, quite frankly, Carl was one of the big influencers in me doing this, is that part of the reason that we want to do this is because I, I only have so many hours in a week. And when Lift Effect started, it was a very boutique, small, one-on-one -on -one kind of private practice. 
where I was assisting pilots, um, airline pilots. And then over many years, it's grown into something much bigger, certainly much bigger assisting pilots in the aviation community, but also parallel professions um, from aviation like attorneys and physicians and even some cops. Um, so it's become bigger. And so I've run out of so many hours in the week. And the intention of this is um, to be able to replicate a lot of what I do in my sessions, coaching sessions or psychotherapy sessions with my clients. So that if you don't want to go and get coaching and you aren't comfortable getting psychotherapy, and there's lots of reasons that we're going to certainly get into as to why uh, our community would be quite apprehensive or even resistant at the prospect of doing that. Maybe this, uh, the information in the conversations that we have in this platform is going to be, is going to be something, excuse me, that you're going to find useful um, to you. And if that does the trick, then fantastic, wonderful. If it maybe inspires you to want to go and get more assistance, fantastic. Um, and so that's that's what we're trying to do. We that's what's most important is that we offer something that you, the listener, find valuable. This isn't just entertainment uh, for you. This is I want you to be able to walk away with things that uh, are of value to you. So part of that is us getting your feedback. Um, that's a huge part is is us getting your feedback as to what you find useful and what uh, you want to hear more about. Um, there are no dumb questions at all. Um, everything is fair game. Everything is fair game. So there's that psychological component. And then what's going to happen inevitably, if you end up talking to me long enough, is I end up going down lots of different little rabbit holes around psychology, psychotherapy, aviation, safety, human factors, and even uh, uh, aspects of coaching like mental performance, mental skills, and business coaching as well, because um, I am an entrepreneur. Um, Carl is an entrepreneur, has a background in entrepreneurship. Lots of our clients are entrepreneurs as well, in addition to being um, professional pilots or you know those kinds of occupations. So we'll end up going talking a little bit about, about those entrepreneurial things as well, because quite frankly, they're really fun and it's, it's, it's valuable. So that's hopefully that's a good synopsis of what the heck we're doing here and why we're doing this. Um, before I get to what will be our questions of the day, I just want to make some clarifications just to make sure that everybody's on board. Your primary target audience historically was an aviation professional, i.e. Right. a pilot. However, comma, others that are in law enforcement, in the legal profession, uh, medical doctors, nurses, uh, first responders, uh, EMT, entrepreneurs, those are, are the ones that were in a very high pressure, high stress environment and, and who had something at risk. They had a, a license. Right. They had a certification that they were basically putting on the line every time they went out to perform their their uh, 
assigned duties or or jobs. So, and that was something that uh, I I think you had talked about earlier that was very important because it was something that was a little bit more than no offense to anybody else doing McDonald's, but going from one job to another, there were, the, the certifications weren't quite the same. So right. I just want to make sure that that you are, your primary focus is the aviation, but you touch so many others. That's right. Um, and Lift Effect as a, as a clinical practice only serves uh, pro- professional pilots, pilot unions, airlines. It's, that's an only, uh, it's, it, that's an exclusive airline company. There is, a, I have a clinical practice, Matt McNeil and Associates, that deals with those other populations. Um, in addition to pilots, it's entrepreneurs, um, executives, quite frankly, that have a, maybe a board that they're responsible to, um, attorneys, physicians, because they have state licenses that, quite frankly, if their well-being their psychological well-being is in question or is compromised, there is a state board that they have to answer to. Just like pilots uh, have a federal board, which is the Federal Aviation Administration, that we have to, to, to uh, answer to. But yes, primarily you're, you know, and look, if you're not a pilot uh, and you're interested in, in pilots, you just think it's interesting or you're in one of those parallel populations, I think there's something for you here. Uh, If you're a pilot, absolutely, there's something for you here. But you don't have to just be a pilot to get... these. Are A lot of these are going to be very universal messages, uh, universal uh, conversations around the human experience. And that was the second thing I was going to say is the things that you're talking about here can affect really anybody. There, You know, it's about mindset. It's about... um, uh, motivation. It's about understanding what's going on. So these are good. They're, they're, you're gonna, there's going to be a lot of good nuggets of information that you're going to be able to grab, regardless of whether you are in any of those professions or not, because everybody gets in a funk. Everybody kind of yeah. questions things at times. And I think that there's going to be a lot of valuable knowledge that's going to be put out there for people to kind of help them through those bumps, because nobody out there has the perfectly smooth road. They're going to hit those, those uh, obstacles that they don't even know they're there until after they've hit them. Yeah. And, and, and let me just add to that. Certainly the obstacles are what we usually, you know, just as human beings, we is when we start to pay attention, but also because of the human performance piece, this isn't just about, you know, Oh, I'm, I've got obstacles I have to overcome. This is about optimization as well. And so one of the things that I do with every client, almost every client, no matter what they come to me, or we do, quite frankly, we do at Lift Effect, um, is we teach them some fundamental uh, basics about how their brain actually works. Because if you're if you have a human brain, uh, and yes, there's subtle differences between person to person, but you've got a prefrontal cortex, you have something called an amygdala, you have all the the different anatomy of your brain and your body, that's a universal experience. And what I think sometimes we classify as problematic, well, no, it's just how you're, it's just how the system works. And so certainly as pilots, you know, we're taught on how our airplanes work, every system on that airplane, we understand how it works so that if it's how it's working 
or if it's not working, we can tell ourselves an accurate story uh, about what is happening. And so educating the listener, you, everybody out there about how your brain actually works. Um, so you can decide if there's, there's a problem or not, or if there's optimization that can be happening or not. So that's going to be a big, a big piece is just educating uh, folks on like, what is this, this, this thing between our ears, which is the most complicated, most dynamic machine in the universe, which is your human brain. The impetus of this, and and you you alluded to it, Matt, was you basically ran out of bandwidth. Um, so what we had discussed and um, uh, was how to leverage you to get access to more people, both people that you would end up maybe actually taking on and having to to do as a client. Um, a, a privilege basis, and, but those others that only needed to hear a little bit and only needed like kind of like a, just a little refresher, just a just a something to tweak themselves. This was a way to get you out there, and in addition, um, the way I described it to, to uh, when we first started talking about this is, whenever you before you get married, you go on dates. And you have to, it's like, you should bring a, uh, back then I, I'm going to give my age up uh, with the uh, cassette recorders. You would give them the, the tape and say, here's the, f- the first 20 questions that get asked at every first date that you kind of get to set the foundation of what's to come about the, the, the general questions. So, and because Matt, you had always said that the first session or two is kind of laying the ground rules, kind of getting the basics down so that you can have this common ground to talk. So you felt that this was a great way to kind of get people so that when you you actually have a session with somebody, if they actually do, you can you can basically hit the ground running and really focus on what the specific issues are. And plus this general stuff that we're going to, you're going to talk about in these, the first few podcasts is going to be something that can help everybody out there, not just a potential client, but this was a way to allow you to basically help more people, both people that you will actually take on and people you'll never, ever meet. That's right. So this is, this podcast is a way for us to really reach out and touch people in many areas that we might never have got. Plus, maybe uh, expose people to what is available out there. So right. I, I just kind of wanted to put that out there so people understand what some of this is going to be. Because some of it you're going to go, well, why do I need to know that? Well, if you ever take need of this, now you've kind of kind of gotten your first date questions out of the way, or at least know what to expect. What's coming forward? Yeah, yeah. So, well, and and I think what you'll get to is is I the way I communicate. I mean, we all have presentations of self. That, that changed in, in you know different venues or different platforms. But if anybody knows me, I'm pretty consistent with how I communicate with my, you know, with my messaging. So what you're getting, what you're going to get from this podcast is, is, is a lot of what you would get if you were in a session with me. So you don't have to be in a session with me now. Now you can just, we, we can, we can have coffee every week together or however, for whatever frequency we do this podcast. And when you, when you tune into this, you're, you're in, we're talking, this is a conversation that we're having uh, together. 
And you can certainly send in emails, which Carl, you're, you're going to cover uh, how to do that. Um, if you have questions or comments, and I will, I will answer those uh, for you. Um, but, but this is a, this is a conversation that we're having between the two of us, just like how I, I view, you know, books are the greatest thing in the world because what you are taking in a book is somebody's life's life work. Somebody that has spent maybe 30 years perfecting their craft in several years, synthesizing their craft into a book. And then you get to have that kind of mentorship. And so what you're getting in this is, and I certainly don't, don't think I'm some greatest thing of anything, but, but, but what you're getting is my experience and my experience of working with professional pilots on mental skills and on, uh, you know, conducting psychotherapy, I've treated close to 4,000 professional pilots. Um, and I th would say that's, you know, probably more than anybody. Um, and so what I have, you're getting a front uh, seat to access to a population that, that quite frankly, not many people have access to because we're so underground. Uh, and there's, there's something to be learned, I think, from that. So I want the listeners to view that as I want this to be useful for you. And you don't have to come and get therapy for this to be useful. This will be useful if you allow it to be. Matt knows the very first question I'm going to ask, because I told him it would be, because it's the one thing I think that, you know, people want to know sometimes why. Mm. And and I'll I'll frame that as why, because as a pilot, one of the last things you want to do is talk about this stuff because Matt alluded to it. It's an, it's underground. We avoid it. We don't want to talk about it. It's that's not something that is ever discussed. So it's kind of an odd thing to see someone who is a pilot that that's what they did for a living would gravitate towards something like this. So that begs the question: Why? <sighs> so. It depends All this time, and you can't even give me an answer. I know, can't even give you an answer. No, I, there's so much to give. So it depends on what the perspective is and what the context is. The why uh, for the, the pilot or the professional that is struggling and feels that they can't uh, reach out the, the why for that person would be this is a place for you to get some knowledge about your community that's suffering just like you. And if you don't get some kind of help, it doesn't necessarily have to be professional help, but help that's effective, the, the problem is going to get worse. Um, it's like mechanical breakdown, right? There's friction and you don't find a way to, you know, provide some kind of relief from that. There's going to be breakdown. So that's, that's first and foremost. So I understand there are barriers um, to wanting to acknowledge these things and certainly to, to, to being able to have the conversation. Um, there's huge barriers. Uh, and those are real. And so this might be a shortcut uh, around some of those barriers uh, to alleviating small problems that will become bigger. 
the average time for anyone, anybody in the population to reach out for help when it's a mental uh, related issue is 10 years. It's a decade. You know what it is for pilots? Never. It's never. Unless they literally are bleeding out on the side of the road, waving the white flag. Okay, so this is a shortcut for that. Now, if it's the perspective is from a management perspective, a company perspective, um, the business perspective, huge implications for not uh, addressing this. Folks with, whether you're a pilot, you're a physician, you're an attorney, you're a, it doesn't matter, truck driver, whatever, cop. If you have mental health related issues that are not addressed, your reliability is going to be shit because you're going to be calling out sick a lot. Your behavior is going to change for the worse. You know, whether that's you can't get along with people, you you can't um, relate to people, which costs companies a ton of money operationally. And third, your performance is going to be crap. For pilots, it's either decompensating and training, having training issues, or just excess of uh, deviations out online. Um, and certainly that's going to transfer to any other profession I can't speak to. I'm not a physician. I'm not a surgeon. I'm not an attorney. But your performance is going to suffer if you aren't addressing these. So the implications, the, 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 the effects of that are massive, are massive. Um, but from a personal perspective for you, if you're not feeling well and there's a problem, it's not just likely, it's not just going to just go away if you don't address it. So the reason for this is I'm, I'm, I'm opening the doors for you and I'm, I'm here to help pull you out of the shadow where nobody has to know so that you can start to look at this. And you can acknowledge this. And then maybe there's something you'll get out of this that will either encourage you to reach out and get the help that you need, or it might, it might even just help you get what you need. That's, that's the why. I'm going to kind of refocus you here because the question that I really, and that's a great answer, but the question I was really trying to get at is why you? You, Matt you want McNeil. Me to get all, you want to get all yeah, personal. Yeah, I do. Uh, intimate and up close intimate and personal. And personal. I, I, why Why did you decide to do this? Because you as a pilot, this is, again, same thing. Same thing. You're going never. So why did you do this? Because this is not something that pilots have a natural affinity or inclination. There, there's no so direct dots yeah, yeah. that you connect. Right. My own craziness, right? I mean, there's we all have our own craziness. Um, you know, I had some things affect me when I was young um, that I you know, didn't really know what to do with, um, certainly as a, as a male, um, as a kind of type a alpha male, um, dealing with, you know, complex stuff that happens in your life is, I think is, you know, we are normified certainly in our culture to, uh, just, you know, toughen up. Don't talk about it. Get back in the game. 
Um, there's times where that might be adaptive and useful, but certainly, you know, when it starts to disrupt some of your relationships that you have, and it might give you, you know, some low self-esteem or it might affect your performance, then it becomes something that, that, uh, you know, that's problematic. And certainly in my own life, um, and I was always interested in psychology from a very young age. I mean, uh, like seven or eight, I was, you know, trying to read Carl Jung which was pretty weird, you know, but I just was fascinated with the depths of your mind. Um, so there was this, my own itch, certainly, um, obsessed with that stuff, just really, really endlessly fascinating. Again, the supercomputer is the most complicated system in the, in the universe. And that is endlessly fascinating to me. And this How is something you effect. did in school, right? You took these, uh, these courses in school, right? Well, I did. I mean, in college I did. Yeah. I certainly, um, was turned on to it in college and, and always had the intention of being a psychologist, you know, but, but then, you know, aviation was obsessed with it since I was a very young age. And it was kind of like, well, what do I do? You know, do I go to grad school for seven years or, or should I go to flight school? <laughs> right. And the allure of flight school was, was, uh, was pretty, pretty compelling. Um, and, and I also was, you know, did a lot of, played a lot of music and, um, was interested in recording and worked in recording studios. And I loved the technology of that. So there, I just was this, this appetite for things. I have lots of things I'm interested in and I just couldn't fit it all in, into, into a, into a day, if you will. But the way lift effect got started, which is, was pretty funny. I was, um, doing a lot of flight instruction and I loved getting the students that came in that were afraid to go fly. And, and some of them were like, I'm, you know, why are you want, why do you want to take some flying lessons? Oh, because I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to fly. Uh, and so I just, I want to get over this. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. Right. Cause I'm kind of the same way. If I'm scared of something, I, I have to go do it. <laughs> I just have to do it. Um, and I liked working with that and I, I liked helping them at, from a flight instructor perspective, but I knew I didn't have the psychological training to really understand it. And so when I went to finally decided to do a, a graduate program in clinical and counseling psychology, what I did for my thesis project was I said, okay, I want to treat fear of flying for just the general public, right? Your, your mom, you know, they can't get on a plane, your great aunt, Margaret, that can't go to your wedding or can't go to the funeral because she's too afraid to fly or somebody that for God's sake takes a boat to Europe, you know, Right. I was like, let me, because I've got the aviation knowledge. I have the credentialing for that, but I, I want to, and I'm getting the psych knowledge. I want to do this. I want to help fear of flying. So, well, it just turns out I'm doing my graduate work at University of Wisconsin-Madison. And there's a guy in Chicago who's, or, uh, excuse me, Milwaukee, whose name is Michael Tamaro. He's a clinical psychologist and he was a commercial pilot, not an airline pilot, but had commercial pilot certificates and was a flight instructor. And he was running this fear of flying treatment program out of Milwaukee Mitchell airport. And it was publicly funded. The only publicly funded fear of flying treatment program in the world. And he's right in my backyard. So I call this guy and I'm so excited. And he says, Oh my God, Oh my God, you know, there's another pilot that's, uh, you know, training to be a, 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 a psychotherapist and come and teach the class with me. So I said, okay, great. Let me, come and teach the class. 
So I go and do this over several years when I'm in the program and I'm teaching the class twice a year with him. And somehow the word kind of like gets out, right? That there's this commercial pilot that uh, is teaching a fear of flying class. So what I'm get, I started happening is I get, I'm getting these calls from these airline pilots that say, Hey, um, so I've got this little problem. <laughs> I'm a, you know, airline pilot, I'm a captain or FO on a triple seven or seven, three or whatever, and fly international. And I've developed this problem where I'm actually afraid to fly. Maybe it was a bad experience in the airplane. Sometimes, oftentimes it wasn't, they don't know where it's coming from. And so they're going, what the fuck is going on? What am I supposed to do here? I can't tell anybody this, this is absurd. So I said, okay, I'll work with you because you can cure a fear of fear of flying. And that's what we did in the, the program. So that was the whole program. So I would work with these pilots, mostly men, some women. And then it opened up this awareness of, oh my God, there's this population that I'm a part of, quite frankly, that we're so underground <laughs> We have no resources. And look, I am sitting here trained, right? I'm deep in psychology. And I, at that time, I was sort of like, you know, yeah, yeah, we avoid that. We don't talk about that. Of course, we don't talk about that. And when you go to the aviation medical examiner, you know, hey, uh, how's everything going? Perfect. No problem. I'm good. Not a hangnail, not a sore throat, not a sneeze. Good. No hiccups, no lumps, no bumps. Here's your certificate. Get out of here, right? That's the process. We all know it. It's a fucking joke. We all know this. And so, I'm going, the, oh my God, there's this whole population that has zero resources, nothing. And at times I had been that guy, right? Maybe not at a clinical level where I was, you know, so impaired, but if like, you know what, I'm feeling down and I'm like, well, when it comes to flying, I, we don't talk. No, we don't talk about that. You don't say mental health and pilot in the same sentence. Because of it's a 1950s mentality, some of its regulatory, uh, you know, reasons, some of its cultural reasons, but it opened up this whole like, oh my god, that uh, my community is so suffering. There's so much buried shit here, and these guys had nowhere to go. And so I was like, okay, fear of flying, yeah, I treat that. But what about depression? What about anxiety? What about grief reactions, which are normal, but can be confusing? What about substance abuse? Yeah, there's a HIMSS program. We'll talk about that. But it was all of these other things that I realized there is such a need for this. And there are no, like so few resources for this. The whole purpose of this is to end suffering. It's not to say end pain. That's different. But pain without resource, pain without meaning is the definition of suffering. And this, what I do, what psychotherapists do, what coaches do, and good ones, is they end suffering. And that's the point. That's why it's to feel connected. It's to help connect with other people and help end their suffering. Because if you don't end it, it'll just keep going 
on and on and on like a turbine engine. Just you light it and it does not stop until you figure out how to disrupt it. You had um, talked about this migration or this evolution here to where you are, but you also, I think, had it even within your professional um, airline career, you kind of had a tra transition with the, uh, without mentioning names, your last employer, where mm -hmm. you were, you were kind of doing some of that yeah. to the point where they wanted you to do it all the time. And, and you felt like that, that wasn't, you were a little bit constrained and you moved on to, yeah. to where you were doing yeah. this exclusively. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. It, it was, um, you know, we had the peer support programs, which were critical incident response, professional standards, HIMSS, um, and then like these some of these new mental health programs like American has Wingman and United has SOAR and Delta has PAN and you know. But I was the you know, basically the clinical director of all these peer uh, programs, and the peer programs were great. I mean, there there's a, a good place for them, but but peer programs are not a substitute for professional resource and working for the company and riding that role one is i was constrained by the peer model um which was self-limiting for my what i do um but it was also it was just becoming uh, one is i can only work for the airline that i worked for and there were pilots from every airline that were that were contacting me needing this and i, I realized you know what i gotta sacrifice the career um in order to provide the most value. And so I when I asked my, let me just say, when I asked myself the question, where can I be most useful? As hard as it was, you know, it, it wasn't at three, five, zero with the door closed. It was at lift effect. And that one, it needed to go. I wore myself out. Um, in 2018, I got really sick, um, ended up in the hospital, uh, for, in the ICU for five days was misdiagnosed with something it ended up being a viral illness, but I was also just system was worn out. I was burning the candle at both ends hard uh, for years. And I just, I just got, I just totally wore myself out. And so it was kind of a come to Jesus moment of like, all right, what's, what are you doing, dude? What's where, what's your deal? And I had to come to terms with that. And, and unfortunately the, the, the flying had to go. I would also think that because of your position as a, an employee and as a representation of the company, there was also this concern that you, you were the company. And, and I, I know that there's always that concern that when you start talking about these kind of things with a representative of the company, it's kind of like HR, you know, I'm your totally. friend, but there's only, there's still that wall there. That's and right. this, this removed that wall where you were not representing the, any company. Uh, you know, you were not management, you were uh, independent and in, uh, as you've said, but that does lead to something that's also kind of neat that you are starting to basically as a third party, still independent, mm -hmm. um, get the corporate, the company buy-in to provide that service instead of the, the, uh, the professional coming to you privately, that's there's right. now a more formalized process that that airlines and unions are starting to talk to you to go, we want there to be a vehicle that we can um, uh, publicly uh, support for you to go to that, again, is not, there's no management, there's no company in there. We just want to protect 
what is a very valuable, valuable asset. They're the, That's the right. pilot. So uh, th- this way, you're actually getting it both ways. You're getting it from buy-in from the company and also still allowing the pilot to come privately if he doesn't even want to have anything going on. So well, it's it's like we said, you know, behavior issues, reliability issues, performance issues affect the bottom line. They devastate the bottom line. Devastate. I mean, some of the latest, you know, research uh, for and this is just general population for every dollar spent on mental health, the company saves 50. Well, I would argue that at an airline, it's five times that much because it's pilots are expensive at the mainline level. It's expensive. And when you cancel flights, that's expensive. And so, and and here's the beauty of it, right? And if you, if you're paying attention, if you're a pilot, you know this, if you're not, you're just kind of tuning in the one problem that with, that the aviation industry has is they don't have pilots. And so being able to just throw pilots away, uh, the, the days of the past, that era is gone. The companies now actually need to treat the pilot as an asset, just like they do maintenance on the airplanes. They got to allow maintenance on the pilots. And this is a big problem. And so, and we can, I can publicly say this because it's a signed contract. We have a contract now with CAE who uh, is a training uh, facility for this next generation of pilots. They have part, they have partnerships with almost every carrier to do training on their behalf. And they signed a deal for a pilot designated assistance program for their, all of the cadets in their academy and one of their locations and all of the instructors. So they're seeing that, you know, we gotta, we gotta invest in the pilots because we need them. We need them for a long time. And the problem now is there's not enough. What I think is a big and important thing to to, um, emphasize is previously, it was pretty much the pilot coming to you. That was the only way that this happened. The shift is that the the company's starting to realize, hey, there is a benefit to us doing this versus ignoring it or just saying, hey, they're just a, it's just a pilot. Well, now they're actually say, looking at it from, from the point of view that it's an asset. Like let's you said. clarify though, the company's still unaware. The company still has their head in the sand about this. It's the peer support programs that have agreements with the company to run the peer support programs. The peer support programs, there's one in particular, I can't name it yet without permission, but it's coming with a, with a, a contract. Um, but they get it. They get, oh my God, we can't just rely on peers to try to do the work of professionals. And the pilots There's still some buy-in that. though. They're There's, giving some buy-in that the company buys free. into the peer programs yes. because they're like, okay, it's free. It's basically free. It's volunteered. And you know, we get a return on investment. But in terms of investing in the pilot getting professional help, the companies have their head in the sand about this. And the companies through these peer programs, they benefit the most. They but benefit I their, you, bottom, their bottom line, and they're not even aware of that. As the line pilot, when they're in this funk, that's the last thing they, they care about is what the impact to the company is. No offense. I mean, that's what pays their paycheck, but that's not. they're not thinking about that benefit. It's just nice that if there's a support and both sides are wanting to get to the same point, even though there's totally different reasons why, it's still yeah. a win. And I, it's, and, it's and still like, a win. Yeah. emerging um, awareness that has been long, long 
overdue. Amen. So um, th- we don't want this to go on too long yeah. on our first one. I think we're near the end. It, uh, before I have my parting comments, like you said, about how to get in touch with this stuff, is there anything else you want to kind of throw out there for this inaugural uh, podcast? Yeah, use. I mean, participation from listeners is going to be crucial. Um, again, cause you know, I can talk about this, Carl and I can talk about this forever. Uh, there's so much, there's a, it's, it's 50 miles deep. Um, and it's quite wide as well. So there's, we can take this in any direction we want, but the direction, um, I certainly know what's useful clinically. Um, and I, I can share that, you know, with you, but I also want users to say, Hey, I want you to talk about this. Here's what I want you to get into. I want you to, I want you to you know, go down rabbit holes on this. So that's a a key part. So please reach out and let us know what you want us to talk about and what your questions you have. And we'll honestly try to, we will read every single one and we may try to lump them together, but uh, we will do our best to answer everybody's questions. Like uh, Matt said, this is going to be ultimately a listener defined format. We have our ideas, but the bottom line is it's got to be useful to you. Otherwise, it, it kind of misses the uh, the point of this whole thing. Even though you're going to hear this as soon as we get done, it's kind of at the end of, it's going to be at the end of every podcast. We want to make sure that people understand this is not, um, the, this is not any medical approved um, uh, counseling. There's HIPAA and all these other things that come into play. This is basic general information that we hope will help you along the way. If you're looking for something specific that is relates to you specifically, then you would need to get in touch with Matt or some other licensed therapist or psychologist. The other thing I want to also kind of clarify, because we didn't really talk about it. This is really for the individual. I'm not saying that we don't care about the family, but this really isn't the, this isn't the type of thing that lift effect is not really family counseling per se. So just wanted to make sure that, People, you know, there are limits to where you want to focus on. I'm not saying that Matt couldn't help, but that's not where his focus is. Yeah, I mean, we we don't do family counseling. We typically work with certificate holders, right? The person that's got the certificate that they have to they have to maintain, and so that's that's our specialty. So, you know, it, it will talk to families if that's requ- required, but we usually refer them to uh, specific resources in their area where they can. Like marriage can, counseling and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And and because Lift Effect is a telehealth company because pilots are all over the world, right? So we treat people via telehealth 95% of the time. All of our providers have offices, certainly where in their cities where they live, but most of it is on telehealth. Whereas family counseling and in couples counseling, I guess you know, a lot of people are doing it telehealth, but no, it's it's that's that's a different that's a different thing. Um, but this is for informational purposes only. But it's good information and it's that's still, information. that, that's that can apply to everybody, regardless of their unique, specific uh, situation. That's so that being said, we really, really appreciate you being a part of what we believe is going to be something that's going to help a lot of people, whether they're in aviation field or otherwise. If you have any questions, comments, likes, dislikes, we want to make this for you because otherwise there's no reason for us to do this. So if you have anything, please submit your questions, comments, like we said, to podcast at lifteffect.com. It's been our pleasure, our privilege, and 
uh, an honor to sit there and start this podcast because all of this is with one thing in mind, and that is you. And thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Lift Effect Podcast. If you want to dive deeper into this episode and every episode, go to our website, lifteffect.com forward slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, we would love it if you'd follow us on Spotify and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate your support. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, all with the ID Matthew McNeil. This show is brought to you by Lift Effect, a clinical mental health and consulting company that assists air carriers, corporate flight departments, pilot unions, and commercial pilots by providing comprehensive psychotherapy and mental skills coaching services to pilots with mental health and mental performance-related issues. Visit lifteffect.com, that's L-I-F-T-A-F-F-E-C-T.com to book your free consultation. And finally, this podcast is for general informational purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of counseling, psychotherapy, medicine, or any other healthcare service, including the giving of medical advice. No therapeutic or provider-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and any materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional psychological advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining advice for any psychological or medical condition they have, and they should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on the Lift Effect podcast.